0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie podcast. I, as always, am your co host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co host, Jim.
1: It's Taco Tuesday. Oh, God, I wish it was. Jim just brought me tacos.
0: Oh, I'm so jealous. I love tacos. That, right? Um. What, hard shell, hard shell or soft shell? Soft shell. Pick oh, God. Tacos. It's the only way to go, I think. It's like. Yeah, well, my, th- my
1: critique on the hard shell tacos, if you make them at home, it's all right. But if you go to, like, Taco Bell and get them, by the time you get back to the office to eat, then the bottom of the taco has, like, fused to the paper, and, well, you know, so, it's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, so many of those hard tacos just get all soggy so fast, and then everything falls out yeah. anyway. It's like, what's, what's the exactly. point? What's the point? So I'm a, I'm a soft-shell man, <laughs> except fuck yeah. at home. Right. We have Del Taco out here, and the only thing I ever get there are their soft-shelled chicken tacos. They're the best. They're so fucking good. Um. Oh, your co-host Spaz. Hello, everyone. Brought to you by Space
2: Capitalism.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not enough of that. Folks, before we get into our topic, I just want to uh, real quickly apologize for the kind of scattershot schedule we've been having lately. Um, Life has been weird, at least for me. I got sick, Uh, you know, a cat died, got a new cat. It's just these la- this last month and a half has been the weirdest freaking thing. So, like, last week, we didn't really feel... None of us, like, t- all three of us didn't feel very good, so we're just like, whatever, let's just not do it. Because we're not going to do a podcast where we're just like, hey, how you doing? We're sick. We're not feeling great. That's
2: Yeah, fun. it would be about 15 minutes long, and yeah. it wouldn't be too interesting for anyone. It, w- it wouldn't be fun. We wouldn't
0: get anything done, and uh, it would just be a very... It wouldn't be a good show, so... Uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird time for me, especially with the cat and the job situation. I don't know what's going on there. So it's just kind of a weird time. So if we miss a week here and there, uh, apologies, we, we're going to try and be consistent as we always are, but sometimes we might miss one. And if we do just understand that there was a good reason we missed one, like we're sick or something came up or there's internet problems. Like we don't just skip things willy nilly. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there before we get into our topic oh and Hunter will be, should be uh, back with us next week uh, I think he's going to be fully moved into his new place he's going to have sweet well not so sweet he tried to get his new internet but they gave him a shit modem apparently uh, but hopefully he'll get all that worked out and he should be back with us next week um, so that'll be fun so I put this topic together, uh, God, about two months ago. I've just been bouncing it around because we get a guest, then we don't get a guest, then we do a show, then we don't do a show. So I'm kind of excited to finally talk about it because, excuse me. Recently, um, I think one of our last um, guest-focused podcasts was the developer of um, Interstellar Trading Company, which you know is a primarily economic-focused space game. That's like that's the whole that's the whole deal is 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 making money. I mean a lot of these games are about making money, but that's like seriously is like it's a business sim that just happens to be in space, basically. Um and so I got to thinking what other games that have economies in them do well and what what games do not do so well. You know, cuz there are a lot of games with quote unquote economies in them. Um <laughs> like for example elite dangerous uh it has a so-called again big air quotes economy but it it's it's shit excuse my language it's garbage it's absolute crap uh it it means nothing absolutely means nothing at all so like that's a bad example of an economy in a space game and so i wanted to look at games that did did you know I have three categories here that I I parsed out. Games that have economies that are just garbage, games with economies that are not bad but could be better, like you see the potential for improvement, like they kind of went half the mile and didn't go the whole mile. And then I had the biggest list is actually games with really good economies. There are actually quite a few of them. So I thought I thought we'd start what do you what do you guys want to start with, the good or the bad? How do you want to how would you guys like to go down this list here?
1: Well, I wanted to just say about economies in general because it's going to uh-huh. come up in in all of these, right? Sure. So you have games like Interstellar Transport Company that they manage the the transportation part, right? So your income in the economy comes from that, but it's if you look at at the logistics of an economy, so you have to have somebody that mines the resource and then somebody that transports the resource to a manufacturing place and then transport from manufacturer to a retail. And then you have a consumer, right? And if any part of that chain breaks, your economy is broke. And if the economy breaks, then you have, you know, supply and demand in there, right? So if something breaks the economy, then you get into scarcity and prices. So, it you know it doesn't necessarily collapse, so you could actually screw up the economy, you know, screw up the supply chain, drive prices up, things like that. Um, but a, a lot of games will will look uh, at one piece of the chain, but not the whole thing.
0: Mm. Like, what's the? Do you have an example in mind of a game that's guilty of that?
1: Every one of them. <laughs> I mean, this this is why. When I keep talking about uh, like railroad tycoon in space, that's, that's why. That's Mm. the reason that I want that is because you have to find the resource, take it to somewhere that, and, and you're, you're dealing with the cost of being the transportation, right? And then when it gets there, then you are again, the transportation to take it to where it's going to get sold, right? But you don't make the money on the retail sale and you don't make the money on the manufacturing part. You're just getting the transportation part. But without finding the uh cuz in in reality, right, the person who has the demand for the thing will arrange for the transportation to happen. It's not it's not on the like the person that dispatches trucks doesn't have to like call up, you know, places and say, "Hey, I have this idea for a product." right let's build right. a factory right so it's just like hey there's a factory somewhere and they need a material to make their thing and the whole reason the factory exists is because there's a retail need for that thing so you know it it feeds down from consumption right you, you don't end you don't end up with like hey i dug up this this new mineral we should we should find a way to transport this in an in an industry. We have to invent something and then find out who would buy it, right? It, it's mm. a top down, not bottom up kind of economy thing. Um, but yeah, I just don't see many games that handle that sort of thing well. I think like a railroad tycoon thing is exemplary about that. Um,
0: and I was I was also even, thinking um, what you're talking about reminds me of the business layer of uh, Euro Truck Sim too as well. Like when you when you finally start yeah. getting trucks, that's, and that's that,
1: why I keep saying I wish to hell that Elite Dangerous would rip off. Oh
0: God, right?
1: Euro Truck Sim. That's I would play why. that. I would because play that sim Has yeah, because Euro Truck Sim not okay. Elite's problem is you make money on the transportation, but you have no drain. There is no risk involved in us so it's not like oh i pick these commodities up oh but i get them there and the price tanked while they were in my cargo hold i lost money there is none of that you're gonna make money right. so there's nothing that draws money out of the game and we've seen that in other mmos right where they have to introduce something that's a gold sink just to draw money out of the game otherwise people's wallets just get increasingly huge and it breaks
0: right Right.
1: So yeah. So that that's kind of what that game lacks, and it fails to put the carrot on the stick because
0: yeah. I don't
1: have to pay upkeep on my ship. I don't have to like make my my truck payment or or whatever. Right. There is no expense to just being in business that I right. have to maintain. And if they put in like player owned stations and stuff, that would do it. Um, where, because that's how EVE Online does it, right? It's like you yeah. have to continuously feed things into your structures in order to keep them online. Mm-hmm. How do you get yeah. those things? You don't have time to go out and hunt for that yourself, so therefore you're going to buy it on the market or make arrangements with people that can mine it and manufacture it and supply it to you. So that game actually has a logistics chain from end to end, and the whole the consumption thing like well why would people want these widgets you need them to run your station why do you need the station to be a viable military power so the pvp nature of the game drives the consumption right. if not for that there wouldn't be a top end there there would be nothing yeah. to sink money out of the economy there either
0: well since you mentioned eve let's start with the uh, let's start with the uh, games that have really at least for space games, pretty good economies. Like, EVE is probably the one of the best, really. I mean, that and probably the X Games have probably the most complex economies of any space game that I can think of, right? Is there anything that's more complex than EVE? I can't think of anything.
1: <clears throat> no, I think that's pretty much got it.
0: Yeah, EVE is pretty much the winner in terms of a space-based economy sandbox, because, like, the thing about Eve is like it's like Interstellar Transport Company is great, but like it's incidental whether it's in space. Like I could be like uh, on a planet and it'd be the same game, but Eve online yeah. is that has to be in space because you're mining wormholes and things like that. You're you're going into really dangerous, like weirdo things to find stuff. So yeah, and there's
1: people in Eve that play Eve that never get in a spaceship. They just play the stock market or the economic
0: or the the planetary game or the, whatever that the planetary management, whatever that is. Well, that,
1: but that's like resource stuff. Right. But, but I'm talking about people that will stand up, uh, trade stations and then they just run the trade station and they just deal with like, you know, they, they pick up the phone and and it's like, Hey, I need an order of this, deliver it here, you know, at this price, whatever. And they, and they're just arranging supply (laughs) for things that have demand. Um, there's other people that will go like to the hub systems and they will sell and buy stuff there on the market and just never leave the space station. I believe it's like some people play the whole game that way, which you absolutely can
0: do. Totally could do. I don't know how, I don't think you guys are big into jump gate, but that game has an amazing economic system. Like there, like some things can only be built on certain stations and you have to get certain resources to have those things built and then those things have to be taken to other stations to have like guns built or radar built, you know like they need a certain amount of electronics, but you know for electronics, you need silicon. How do you get silicon? Well, you find it in asteroids and then you refine it you know <laughs> so that game has an amazing which is, which is
1: exactly what elite needs. Oh yeah. Oh my
0: God. I wish there's
1: a factory in this system that makes this thing.
0: Exactly. And it's
1: the only place in so many light years that makes that thing. So in order for them to make that thing, you have to take the resource that gets turned into that thing and bring Mm -hmm. it there. Yeah. And it's up to the players to bring it there. If the players aren't bringing the, you know, the stuff to the factory, the factory just sits idle. And then that would drive the economy. It's like, why can't we get, um, this type of shields well because that gets made in that system and it needs this thing from that system to actually get made so if you're not going to supply that thing then these things just won't appear on the market anywhere
0: exactly that was the most amazing thing about it Uh, one of the most amazing things about that game and folks again i'm going to tell you if you haven't played Jumpgate, you can play it for free right now just look it up google it I don't remember the URL, but yeah, it's, it got resurrected. You can play it for free. The only downside is hardly anyone plays it because elite exists and it's not as much fun with so few people, but if you just want to see a good example of a space economy at work, that's a really good one. So I was just going down like the list of games that have been released in the last 20, 30 years. And and this next one like really surprised me. you guys remember beyond soul? The game where you'd like yep. build a city in space mm-hmm. that game is a is an amazing economy Did, Do you guys remember that one? like you can mine stuff and sell it at your own base, and then other people might come to your base and buy it and sell it at other bases and you could see the price of things go up and down depending on supply and demand, you know not only in your base but other bases, and then you get like an alert like oh, this system needs." A lot of water or something, you know, and there'd be a yeah. crash, and and so you'd have to go find, like, ice asteroids and, and go mine them, or comets. You can get, I think, stuff from comets. So that was a game that really had the economy feeding the gameplay a lot. Um,
1: was there a consumption angle to that? Like, you don't get this thing unless... That stuff gets
2: supplied. Yeah, yeah, like to build. Yeah, because you have you have multiple cities, or you know the bases are cities in space. Yeah. So if they don't have what they need, they can't grow.
0: They can't grow and they can't function. And you also need certain amounts of whatever materials to build different things. Like you might need X, Y, and Z to build a hangar, but you might need A, B, and C to build a habitat, or X, Y, and A to build a power plant. So there's definitely reasons to uh to uh seek out these re- these varied resources which was just fascinating to me it's one it's one of my favorite things about that game um it seems kind of a forgotten game in the last like in the deluge of games over the last few years but if you haven't played that one folks it's very playable very very playable the controls are a little weird but it's just there's you'll you'll never run out of things to do in that game <laughs> Um, We also have to mention the Space Rangers games because they have really fantastic economies. One of my favorite things about that game one of my favorite things about that game, I wish more games did this, is the search function. Remember the Spaz where you could like search for anything or anyone from a planet? Yeah, you could
2: could search for a good within a certain – a range. Range, of
0: exactly. And it would tell you the prices yeah. of, of all the things, where, where all these things were bought and sold in range. And you could be like, okay, so this is this thing is cheap here, but these guys need it, so they're charging more here. I'll go buy it here and sell it here. It made doing that so much more efficient than just about And then
2: there's any the game. other layer on top of it, which is that events can happen – so while you're on the oh, yeah. on the way to, say, uh, Planet A that has the thing that you want to buy and then sell it at Planet B, there could be an invasion of that system, and suddenly you can't get there anymore. Or my favorite or
0: is – sorry, go ahead.
2: Or it could be that um, it gets bought out by the time you get there because someone else noticed it, and then other traders have gotten there before you.
0: I think my favorite was when I was on a planet and I waited like I, – I skipped two days because I wanted the, the supply of this thing to go up a little bit where people would sell it and then I would buy it. But by the time I left to sell it somewhere else, Dominators had inhabited had invaded the system and I couldn't freaking leave. <laughs> like I couldn't get out without being destroyed. So I had to land and like skip like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> until the Dominators were beaten back, and, and then by I that could, point
2: the prices price, on the other planet. like could have exa-
0: it did, it did. It was like, oh, I got to find another place to sell this now because that other planet, like they don't care anymore. <laughs> someone else, someone else uh, supplied them. So yeah,
1: see, and that's exactly that risk reward thing. Oh about yeah.
2: yeah, Very Well done, it insanely is, it is well done. Really, really well done. Yeah. If you want oh. to play as as a trader in that game, primarily as a trader, and not really focus so much on combat. It's, there is a huge economic sim going yep. on in the background.
0: It's completely viable to be just a trader. Like you, you can only you can like have weapons for defense maybe and maybe some put on some good engines and run away. But like you can totally just be a trader if you want to. Like,
2: yeah there's it, a there's a rank system in that game depending on your playstyle. Like being a bounty hunter or yeah. uh, being a trader is is completely viable.
0: Agreed. And it's, it's, it's quite fun, actually. Like, sometimes you would like, I don't want to do a mission. I'm just going to find stuff to buy and sell for a while. Totally viable, totally fun. And again, the risk-reward of that dynamic universe is almost unmatched in just about any other game. Um, so, folks, if you haven't played, I think was it Space Rangers HD is pretty much the definitive one at this point. Um, yep. If you haven't played that one, folks, it's probably on sale right now. Uh, but it goes on sale for like four dollars, like all the time. And if you haven't played that one, oh my god! If yeah, given mis- the Steam
1: sales going on, it should
2: be on sale.
0: I'm going to look right now. Yeah, right it's now.
2: actually uh, as, as we are recording this, it is three dollars and seventy four cents, which is seventy five percent off.
0: Yeah, that's the price it usually goes down to. I mean, sometimes you'll find it in a bundle with some other stuff. Um, I was wondering what that noise was. My wife is feeding the cats treats. <laughs> it's very cute, actually. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me, but yeah, three dollars and seventy four cents. That's like you could get a penny for every hour you spend in that game. At that price, that is a that is like probably one of the best bargains in gaming, unless you find it in a bundle or something. That's like the only way it's cheaper. But even three dollars and seventy four cents for that game, if you don't own this, totally wrong. With? Yeah, yeah. If you don't own yeah, this, and you you're, you're listening,
2: listening to-, to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't own it. What the hell's wrong with uh, you? Rectify that.
0: Yeah, yeah, welcome to welcome to space gaming. Buy that. That's that should be like one of your first stops if you're new to space gaming because like it's turn based, so like there's no rush. You know, you can take your time doing things. You know, you can plan your moves and your next steps. It's like just really one of the best. It's also got a uh, learning one curve.
2: Little, <clears throat> one little addition: if the the RTS mode is kind of uh, janky. Uh, yeah, so, that's the one, one thing the I option. don't like. Okay, yeah. So they they give you an option right at the beginning. You can, the first time you get into one of those RTS uh, situations, you can decide whether or not to never play them, and you can choose to not play any of those for the remainder of your game, and that's perfectly fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good option.
0: Yeah, don't don't play the RTS option. Everything else, like the the hyperspace arcade mode and the uh, the uh, text adventures that you'll run into every now and then. I'll, I mean, there's so much in this goddamn game, and, like, it's amazing. But again, the economy is just kind of a wonder, you know? It really is kind of a wonder. Uh, oh, there's another game I should have added to this list that I forgot to. The uh, Was it, space, is it Star Nomads or Space Nomads? Star Nomad uh, 1 or 2 because that, that series is kind of similar to Space Rangers, but uh, the developer put a very detailed economic sim in, in, in the backbone of that game.
2: Yeah, they're both good. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. I just forgot to add it to the list. Uh, of course we can't do this without talking about the X-Series. Um, <laughs> say what you want about the X-Series. People love them, people hate them, but they're solid economic games, you know? I mean, if all you want to do is play the economy and I guess you could, <laughs> but you're have you know, to fly I've never road.
1: actually gotten to that point in the game. That's
0: the what. Economic. That's why so many people play it. That's why most people play it is to build an economic empire.
1: Yeah, so, and you know, it's like I'm playing through the campaign or whatever, or yeah. like just trying to figure out like what am I supposed to be doing. But, you know, not quite getting to the part where, okay, now I actually own a station and whatever. I'm just, like, trying to get enough money to get a decent.
0: I've never gotten that far. Like, never Uh, in the X Games. Similarly, you can do that in the Evercrown games as well, and those have pretty good economies. And you can also build your own station and whatnot. Um, But those games have pretty good economies in terms of, like, you can go mine a thing and then sell it or refine it you know and it gets it can be used for other things you know planets have demands space stations have demands you know then and, and they'll they'll you know give you missions based on those demands so i i prefer the Evercrime games cuz they feel more like a flight sim yeah. <laughs> whereas the x games feel more like oh this is my office that just happens to be a spaceship <laughs> like have you ever if tri- if you've never tried it you should get one of the x games and just try some combat it's the stupidest combat in any like <laughs> okay it's not the stupid it's pretty bad though it's pretty down there like you, you know combat's like a freaking afterthought <laughs> in those games
1: yeah but if you do like albion prelude it's basically like a combat campaign that you're,
0: yeah that one's much more combat focused combat, right yeah, yeah that it's one is like, far okay, more Take this
1: ship and we're going here and there's this big battle going on and you know get in here and
0: Whereas so, X- yeah. Whereas X4 is like, go scan this station. Okay. I'll go scan this one. Alright. I'll go take over that ship. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, X4 has not quite got to the point where I need it to be yet.
0: No. I don't know if it ever will. Maybe they need some more expansions like X Rebirth got.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. it had amazing promise, but it's like just the basic shit doesn't work, right? That's, like that's Egosoft,
0: though. That's Egosoft. And dock soft. and
1: undock. And, well, yeah, but I'm just saying it needs to get to that point, right? Where at least yeah. the, the basic functions. I mean, we're only, what, a year
0: and a half into this? Not, e- I don't think not even. I don't even. It came out like the, late last oh, yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Like okay. November of last that's, year. I gave so. it a
1: year longer than I thought.
0: Yeah, no. It's only been about. It's only been a little more than half a year. Yeah, since that came out, and it's still. They just released a big 2.0 patch for it, and it still has issues. <laughs> oh boy! But God yeah, bless I gave them up on my it.
1: ships couldn't undock. It was like I had a a thing making ships uh in a station, and then all the ships would just like glom together in the doorway because they couldn't figure out how to get out the door all at once and they stuck to each other and it was like, Yeah, okay. I'll I'll just
0: wait. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you think you'd i don't know, I guess they had wait, aren't they their own aren't they their own publisher at this point?
1: Yeah. But I so, I figured they were uh, just gonna build on top of what uh you know uh X Rebirth had already done, which they kinda did. And I just figured, okay, well, you know, like, open up the the thing. But they kind of, like, redefined that whole damn game, which, I don't know. I, I think the, the foundation of X Rebirth was solid. It just needed to be turned into a, like, sandbox more so. And I think they they redesigned too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, after a while, X Rebirth actually turned out to be fun. And then it's like... But uh, that's, that's probably what'll be happening here. They'll flesh out X four with like two or three expansions and then X five will be like eighteen steps back from X four.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like it's almost like Paradox should be publishing this thing uh,
0: because
1: it's just like well you gotta uh, get you know, give it a few years, it'll be Stellaris. Uh, hey, is Stellaris on your list? <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I, I don't even yeah, know don't what, so. what is the, is there an economy in that? Game? I don't even, I, there's I haven't, mega corporations. That was oh the God. last DLC, isn't, right? Isn't that the last, ex- so, oh God, I don't even remember. I have, I haven't, I think it's been at least a year or two. It's since like, I played which
1: version it. of Stellaris is it now? Because there's been like 10 different versions of that game. And, it, and that's why like people aren't happy or some people are happy, but nervous, right? It's like, right. oh my God, they got it. This is the game I want and you're good for a few months, and then they change it.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: So, yeah. uh, yeah. I can't wait until they start trying to put diplomacy stuff in more, and that's going to make the game super weird. I'll be honest diplomacy, Like, economy and diplomacy are the two things that 4X games have a bitch of a time with.
0: I'll be honest with you. You know, honestly. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say... say, um, Go. <laughs> go 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 you first all right
1: i'm doing it for real now go. Uh, okay so uh distant worlds i think has a very mm-hmm. interesting platform for yeah
0: both, yeah i that's uh, on the list
1: politics and economy
0: yeah that's why it's one of my favorites it is it is my favorite because yeah, such...
1: games basically you can say like open a trade station Right. And then there, who do I want to trade with? But you don't have to say like what we're going to trade or what prices we're going to trade at or anything. It's just like, okay, I I just, I allow trade here and I build a building that lets it happen. And then it's passive income or something. Yeah, because, because the like civilians take it. Than-
0: yeah, the civilians take it. So in yeah. distant worlds, at least.
1: Um, yeah, but it's nice because you can actually watch that happen, and if you let the civilian traders get killed, your economy gets fucked, so that's nice.
0: Uh, I don't know if you've played the uh, uh, Gladius, the 4X from uh, Slytherin. Well, it's not even a 4X, it's a 3X, because there's no diplomacy yeah. at all, and it's great for it. There is, It's just war. Just yeah. fight. In, they don't even try. The
1: future, there is only... Yeah,
0: exactly. Aggressive like they,
1: negotiation.
0: They don't even try. It's it's great. They're just like we're not going to try with diplomacy. Like I think there's only a few 4X games that have done diplomacy well. There's like Star Ruler 2 which we're going to talk about. Um Distant Worlds. Uh You know the the one uh, the
1: other game that did that too uh, was uh, was Star Drive 2, right? Because so. Star Drive 2 and it got it got dinged on it a lot, but if you think about it Maybe that's the smart way. Is there is no diplomacy? There kind of is, but it's it's kind of like the uh, we agree to not kill each other today, <laughs> right? Um, but there there's not a lot of deep diplomacy stuff going on in that game. It's it's just like start gearing up for war right from turn one it's right. it, war is coming and as soon as you meet somebody it it's like am i killing them today or do i can i <laughs> like, can i chill them out a little bit and then i can kill them tomorrow um but yeah that that's the thing
0: I was I was going to go back to Star Ruler 2. I don't know if you've played it, but like that game not only has a fascinating economic system, like absolutely fascinating. Like I've never seen a game with an economic system like that one. It has a fascinating diplomacy system too. It's this like mini card game where you use influence that you generate to buy cards that you use for certain decisions. Uh and it's just it's great actually. <laughs> It's probably one of my favorite dipl- diplomatic systems. Maybe that should be another. Uh, pretty wild. Maybe that should be another uh, topic. Like, why do why do so many four Xs get diplomacy and espionage wrong? Because <laughs> those are the things they always just like. This is garbage. Well, you know,
1: and that's that's the episode <clears throat> I want Brad Bordell to show up because he's the AI guy, right? Right. And. And he also just put out an espionage expansion mm-hmm. for their game. So right, that's so true. It's kind of like, yeah, I would, I, I would like to hear his thoughts on that because it's like, even if you can't implement it, you know, it, it's it's like I know what it should be, but it, it's impossible to code or something, or it's it's, you know, it, at some point you get to the point where you say, you know, it's. To actually code this is such a pain in the ass, and I can just do it cinematically because I just look at, like, where's the player at? What would be interesting? And then I make interesting things happen instead of actually crunching real math behind the scenes. You know, it's just like, well it's about time for an economic downturn or something. So we'll just do that, right? You know, roll some dice and see what happens rather than like you have to explain out the, the real cause and effect for this to happen. Um, but if the game is like a, a, a trade-based game, well, you have to, <laughs> you know, you can yeah. throw some random events in there, but you can't have nonsense.
0: It's interesting you bring that up because uh, who added... Spaz, will you you that added Off World Trading Company to the list? Yep, because that's a good that's a good ad that I should have thought of because that game has kind of a sideways diplomacy system where you can pay people to sabotage other players and and crush their economy,
1: which is kind of yeah, great. Kind of reminds me of the pirates in uh, in Sins of a Solar Empire, right? Mm. Which is a weird mechanic that I never really actually liked, but it's just like. I'm not going to attack these people, they're like clear across the map, and I don't want to sail over there, but i can I can like put a bounty on their heads with the pirates, and then the pirates will go deal with them.
0: You can do that it's, in it's distant worlds too. you can do that in distant worlds too, yeah, but it's much easier. it's much it, for me it makes more sense in distant worlds than it ever did in uh excuse me sins of a solar empire
2: well in sins, the thing about the bounties is that when you have the minor factions, it's not just the pirate bounties that you have to deal with because some of the minor factions allow you to uh, pay the minor faction in order to have them send a the fleet too. So you can actually mm. just kind of pile on. And then on top of that, you can send your own fleet so that they all arrive around the same time and chaos happens.
0: <laughs> That's, that should be the subtitle of that game. Chaos happens. Basically. <laughs> it's basically what sins of solar empire is. It's a chaos generating machine. Uh, so kind of going along with the X series, I don't know if you guys have played Unending Galaxy, but that was built by a um, a modder of the X games that wanted like a top-down X game. And so he built a game where like you can build whole empires out of nothing. And uh, they can have their own trading. They can have their own bounties. They can have their own missions and things. Or you can just be a trader and the game has a dynamic economy, folks. If you haven't played that game, I think that's also pretty cheap on the Steam sale right now, and that's a real good one. If you have any interest in um, <clears throat> Space Bucks at all. Speaking of which, <laughs> Space Bucks. I mean, it's right there in the name, but I, I I mean, as much as I liked Interstellar Transport Company, I think Space Bucks is really one is really a unique like best in class game of its kind, you know.
1: Well, if you know again, uh, sorry, railroad just,
2: tycoon and space. What's up? Just real quick, Unending Galaxy as we speak is a dollar seventy nine on the Steam. Oh, list. for so- God's
0: sakes, people! That's amazing. That's an amazing deal. Because you can use procedural maps. You can use the maps the game comes with. You can have different starts. They call them like you could be an empire. You could be a trader. You could be a bounty hunter. You could be an explorer. And uh, there are different factions that all have their own things going on. It's an intense game, but it's well a and really- unlike
1: the X games. It cuts the bullshit of like, okay, <clears throat> you're a guy with a little tiny starfighter, and now you have to get up to the point. You have to grind until you get enough money that then you can buy a station. Now in that game, you can, depending on what scenario you start with, it's like here's my fleet, and I've got a lot of money, and I've got a station yes. already and yes. or you can play it where okay i am one little ship and then i hire a freighter and i escort my freighter around as it does trades and stuff mm-hmm. and then you build up from nothing you can do it either way um yeah, i really do correct. like that game though the the ui yeah. it takes a uh, little to learn it takes
0: a bit it's yeah it's convenient. it's got it's got yeah. a curve it's got a learning curve but, but once you get it like it's amazing to like start with an empire like a budding empire and then you could tell and you don't even have to control each ship individually. You could be like, hey, scouts, go explore. Hey, colony ships, go find planets to colonize. Hey, traders, go find the best routes. Go. Everyone just yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs>
1: a beautiful thing where you oh, tell the, the trade ship, like, just go do your thing. Make me yeah,
0: money. make and money. And go.
1: And, and then, yeah, if they get so attacked, they'll
0: to. let you know, you know, and, and whatnot. So give them an escort. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that game is... is Heck hella deep.
1: Yeah, I like a lot of things there.
0: Yeah, I mean, once you get past the not quite impenetrable, but it's it's it, it takes work to get past that UI. Uh there is an insanely deep game there that is worth so much more than a dollar seventy nine. Oh my god. Uh 80% off.
2: Jeez, <laughs> that's
0: an that's an amazing value right there. Uh, another game with a good economy, similar to Jumpgate and, and whatnot, is Vendetta Online. Now I'm not the biggest fan of that game, but I have to admire that it has. Well, why? A free-
1: why not? What? What is it? It's that- the it's
0: the transit.
1: Like it doesn't. It's,
0: well, there's two things I have learned. I have learned recently that even the most open of space games, if it takes too long to get somewhere, and I don't feel like the mission payouts are good enough, I I lose interest almost immediately. Like I'll be right. honest, that's what killed Objects in Space for me. I was enjoying Objects in Space until I realized most of this money that I get from the mission is going to jump fees and docking fees. And I get yeah. almost nothing. Like, it's like they, they, they want you to force you to get a loan, to get a jump drive. I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. Loan. But see, that's I don't the loan.
1: thing, right? Cause what I was talking about, if you do like Euro truck simulator in space, you would be in exactly that position. It's like, I have to go into debt to start this game. And then oh, yeah. now I gotta pay my debt off. That bugs right? me so much. And then I can worry about
0: space. Exp- that bugs me so much. It's 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 like yeah, Yak, Yak says that's what's wrong with a lot of space games. They try and be so big, but then ends up being a slog to get anywhere. Yeah, like like that. That again, that's what killed me with objects in space. Is that you could do? I mean. It didn't take too long to get anywhere if you had like time compression and whatnot, but like the mission pads were so paltry, like, I'm just spinning my wheels. Like it was the, like Avicron kind of killed me with that too, and so did uh, Vendetta. Vendetta yeah. killed me with the transit more than anything else. It just took so long to get anywhere. And it's like, I feel like I'm wasting my time. But it has a good economy. <laughs> but uh, it's like, come on. Just well, to me, it's like here. as
1: close to Jump Gate as you're going to get without being Jump Gate. Yeah, you know, with the, right. the way the map's laid out, there's three factions. There is PvP if you.
0: But like, it felt like with Jump Gate, I never felt like even in the slowest ship, it never felt too long to get from one system to the next. But with yeah. Ven- with Vendetta, it always feels like that.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of jumps because you have to. You can only jump so many sectors, and then. At the sides of the map is where you jump. Actually, from
0: yeah, maybe that's it. Like it felt like it
1: took. Well, it's like you jump systems, right? There's so many There's so many sectors in a system, and depending on what your jump drive is, is how many how many grid squares you can go, and you have to cross the whole grid end to end to be able to jump the wormhole at the other side. Oh
0: yeah, so that's
1: why it might take you three jumps to transit a solar system.
0: Whereas with Jumpgate, you just point to the next gate and you go, and like you feel like you are in a space truck because you are actually moving. Whereas like with Vendetta, it's like, ah, okay, I am gonna wait some more. Okay, yeah. let's go. I am gonna wait some more. It's just, I it just killed my enthusiasm of that game. But <laughs> it's a good game. I know a lot of people who like it. I got nothing personally against it. It's just not for me. On the opposite end of that is helium rain. Cuz that game, it was great to get around in that game. <laughs> great to get around in that game. That that game like I never felt like that's the th- I think that's the thing. Vend- I don't feel like Vendetta online respects my time. It it's it's got a very like 90s early 2000s sensibility in terms of there are, you don't have a lot of games to play. So we're going to make this longer. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So you feel like you get more game out of this. Whereas Helium Rain, it's like, you got to get over here, just hit that, fast forward, you're there. And then fly over yeah. there, that takes like two minutes, and then, oh, you're docked already. Like, I feel like yeah, Helium... Yeah, my
1: problem in Helium Rain was confusion about, like, where's my shit? What's going on? I forget what I was doing last time I was in here playing this.
2: Yeah,
0: that's and fair. you can
1: have so many assets, so many different places. And, like, this shipyard's you know, building it's, it's a thing, on- and...
0: Ship yeah, it's kind of on you anything. to
1: remember what you're doing, and you can't ask your your own ships. Like, why are you there? So,
0: yeah, like, what are you doing? What are you? What are you? What's going on with you? Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, the existential Yak, question: Why are you?
0: Yeah, Yak brings up the example of Kenshi as a game where lots of random things can happen, and I mean, tr- he says travel takes a long time, but so much random shit can happen between A and B. You can really get caught up inside things. I'm fine with that, you know. Have I'm you okay ever with played country?
1: It's, it's I try It's
0: it's hard. I I didn't get far because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, I have there's it. Something
1: just, the the thing that kills me about that game. There's something about the camera, and I can't even tell you what it is. But there's something that just makes me crazy with the camera. It just it just feels off, but I can't say why.
0: Yeah, I just I started a character and I'm like, okay, I guess I have to go to this other town. So I started running to this other town. I'm like, okay, what's happening? What am I doing? <laughs> like, I just, I just kind of felt kind of felt lost. Like, how do I even start this? What am I doing? Like, give me something. It's
1: basically like a free form Baldur's Gate. It's just like here you are in the world, uh, whatever you know. Like Yak yeah, says, you start people, by figure stuff.
0: Yak says you start by watching some Let's Play tutorials. Come on. At least put something in the game. Give me, like, a tutorial quest or something. Like, just explain shit to me. That's really all I need. You know? Just explain it to me. I don't don't, Uh, don't have time to watch a video.
1: YouTube tutorials aren't necessarily the cure, either.
0: They're not. Because
1: I've watched, like... A lot of nuclear play in that game. And it's more fun to watch him play it than to try to play it myself because he actually has interesting stuff happen. And with me, it's just kinda like I don't know how he knew what the fuck was going on because I yeah, I'm I'm not interpreting it right, I guess.
2: He's played a lot of it though. That's to well, be that's, fair. Well, he well that's has the thing.
1: He's got the experience behind him of like he knows what expectations are in that. And it's it's kind of like, I haven't built that. Even from watching his videos, I don't quite get it. So I just need to play it more. I I guess. Should,
0: yeah, I should try and load that up and give it another try. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll watch it. I would be all about too.
1: a space, Kenji.
0: <laughs> I think the closest- Not even kidding.
1: Like, give me a spaceship instead of a dude and then it's, let me just fly around and talk to people and recruit dudes and it's well it's not know, a space game at the bar.
0: it's not a space game no, but, but nomad nomads of the fallen star is is similar it's made by the same guy who made uh, the star nomad games it's it's very similar uh-huh. to what you're talking about and it reminded me of Kenji but a little more directed you know so i find that a much yeah. better experience as a new player
1: yeah, but I mean instead of instead of getting a bunch of guys that run around with you, let me recruit ships, right? And keep it in space. But otherwise, like it's the Kenshi kind of open world thing, I guess is like I would I would totally welcome a game that's like that. It's just like here's a space sandbox. It's just like this world just goes on without you, but you happen to be in it and you can influence things. But the game is not triggered off of you. That like different se- different stations and planets will go to war with each other. It's kind of kind of like Distant Worlds, right? Where you just sit back and just watch that game play itself, and then you can grab one ship and just fly around and be in it. That kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Kind of like Drox operative in a way.
1: Sort of, yeah. Except, totally yeah, different presentation, but yeah.
2: Right, right. Con- concept wise, very similar. Or another comparison might be, say, something in the Star Traders universe, like Star Traders Frontiers, which also, by the way, is on sale right now, $10.04 as uh, as we record this. Now that has an excellent economy going on. Lots of random events can change how things go, where you buy it, and then maybe there's an embargo and you can't even land there to sell what you need to sell or trade wars are going on. So you might end up pissing off one faction in order to please another.
1: Yeah. And I see that that has an interesting thing going on because we were talking about diplomacy stuff and here it's actually diplomacy and trade hand in hand, right? Because usually they exist as completely separate entities in games, but here it's kind of like, well, politically depending on how they feel about you is how they're going to let you do business as well.
2: Yeah, and whether you have the right permits or yeah. the right level of permit to sell and whether or not you have skills that will increase your reputation with that faction or with the the contacts at that particular location by selling there because that can actually change the mm-hmm. dynamics of whether or not you can sell to that faction later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are two more games on the good list. That we haven't talked about yet. Um, Offworld Trading Company. uh, We kind of talked about it, but I forgot about it. That's my fault. But that game, if you guys haven't played that, that's like one of the most nonviolent yet cutthroat RTS games you will ever play. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: oh, it's pretty violent, just not in-game. But <laughs> yeah. with your friends afterwards, <laughs> you want to beat somebody's
2: ass. Oh, my God. Table, virtual tables will be flipped. Yes,
0: and even, just well, the, the, even is, the AI, too. The AI is so good in that game. It will yeah, the thing ass. that
1: I have never really grokked with that game is like I feel like I can't find the balance of how much in debt do I want to go. And if I'm not going in debt, then I'm, I'm falling behind. But then suddenly somebody, you know, one of the computer guys will like suddenly like throw down all the money and buy me out. Just no warning, you know? And it's like, Oh well, shit. I thought I was doing really good until about two seconds ago.
0: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep, uh, you gotta keep that share price high. (laughs) So it's so crazy. It's such a crazy game. It's so good though. Um, Excuse me, but uh, another one I, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Real oh, quick.
2: Real yeah. quick. Uh, on that, there's a, there's a GDC talk about the economy, the, oh. the, the making of that economy on Offworld Trading Company. Ooh. And it's really fascinating stuff. Uh, they, they, they took the idea of the economy in Age of Empires and they said, this is yeah. not going to work because all that was is you buy something and then the price incrementally increases. Or you sell something, and the the you know the price decreases, and that's all that Age of Empires had. So what they did was something a little bit different, and I think the the better way for for this to be played out is for people to actually watch the talk because it's awesome. I, I'll could, link it in the stream chat.
0: Yeah, could you uh, send me? A, yeah, link it somewhere so I can add yeah, it
1: to it himself giving the talk?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. Because that sounds fascinating. Because Sorin is such a fascinating guy. You know. Um, But the last game I was going to mention on the good list, uh, I forgot about this part of the game. But Hard War. Remember Hard War? That game had an actual fairly detailed economy. Where like certain factories made certain things and you could buy and sell between factories. And you could like take little jobs to supply factories with things that were made by other factories. You know, I mean, not a lot of people played that game, which is a real crime. <laughs> but... Uh, it was kind of like
1: Blade Runner Truck Simulator. On it,
0: the it it honestly was. It was basically Blade Runner Europe... Uh, what was the name of the moon? Titan Moth Simulator, basically, because uh, they were called moths. Um,
1: yeah, and I and it dawned on me why they're called moths. What's that? Because they're solar powered and then you have to like park them under the lights. And I was like,
0: Oh, Oh, that! I never, wow. I never, I never thought of that. So Spaz just posted the link to the GTC talk in um, our stream chat, but I will also be adding it to the show notes on space game junkie for the MP3 podcast. If you want to, uh, watch it. Yes, Yak, yeah, we did talk about EVE Online. It was actually the first game we talked about because, holy crap, that economy. They actually have an economist on staff for that one. <laughs> Which is crazy. So let's see. Now we're going to talk about games that have like an economy that didn't go the whole mile. Like It was like, oh, I see what you're trying to do, but did you give up? <laughs> or did you just not think it through? Like, Independence War 2, for example. Like that game, your your entire existence for much of that game was pirating stuff off other people than finding people to sell it to. But the the finding people to sell it to part was so simplistic, and and not very well fleshed out.
1: Yeah, it was almost like it needed a fence character, and it's just like that would have been great. Okay, I got the stuff, and then you let your fence deal with it. You just deliver it to the fence, and then find out what he
0: oh, yeah, no, that would have been great. Like, I could take this off you for this much, but we don't need this stuff right now. It's like, oh, God damn it. Then maybe you have to find another fence for this stuff that this other fence doesn't yep. want. Well, you that's, know,
1: that- uh, God, here we go, Elite again. So that was a <laughs> thing that I was thinking with Elite, right, way back when, when they introduced, like, black markets on stations is a thing of, like, okay, we we you should have, an economy with the black market that is just like the economy with the factions in the station, except there's like a crime syndicate instead of like a a political family that runs it. It's kind of like shadow politics, but it's that same political system and influence and stuff, except, you know, the dark side of it. So the, they won't let you just sell, like, oh, I went and I stole a whole bunch of gold from this guy. Yeah, yeah you can't fence that here. Why? Yeah, you got to start out fence some cheaper stuff here. We don't trust you yet. We're not going to move your good stuff, right? Or you're going to get a super shitty price for it. So, But the thing would be then, like, the more rep you built with the local crime guys would be, like, the better prices and the better opportunities to sell stuff to them. Right, and then it would be like, eventually they would send you out on missions, like go get this for us or go make this delivery for us, kind of thing, and and build your rep. Like they trust you more because you be know, great. you're you're you've proven yourself. Um, yeah, they just never did it, unfortunately.
0: Which is such a shame that because that would have
1: gave. Yeah, because a lot of people wanted to role-play Pirates in that thing, but there's no point because it's it's like you go through all the work to disable a ship and you shoot the cargo out of it and then you sell it, but you you get it for a fraction of what you'd have got profit for just hauling it as a truck driver. So it's like, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the piracy gameplay in that game is really compelling, but then after a while you're like, "Uh, this really doesn't matter. (laughs) Um yes. we we brought up objects in space already. I I spoke my piece about that game. I mean, there is kind of an economy you can buy and sell stuff, but it doesn't feel like it matters, you know? Like a lot of these games feels that way. Like the Starpoint Gemini games, they have a they kind of have an economy, but does it really matter beyond the stuff you can sell or the stuff you can buy for your station? You know? I mean, it kind of doesn't which is a shame
2: now I would in that case, I would argue it doesn't actually have to yeah, you're probably not wrong you're probably
0: not wrong, that it doesn't really have to I, I think
2: in the scope of that game it wouldn't because at least not in say warlords where you're running a you know you're running an empire, you are the flagship, but you're running an empire, you don't necessarily need to be the one trucking stuff from station to station right. and looking for good prices. You're just selling off loot and yeah. then, you know, buying more ships for your fleet and buying a place for your station.
1: But- well, I think they did it okay in warlords because at that point you're just like, okay, I have civilian fleets and I can tell them what jobs to go do.
0: Yeah. They, yeah. they made it a little better. Player. Yeah. Warlords does it the best, but it's still not great. You know, I mean, but it's not a
2: dynamic economy. That's no. that's the key point we're getting at here.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: That doesn't necessarily mean they needed it.
0: No, but I, I I think what annoyed me on this part of the list is like games that like put on airs of some of a dynamic economy and kind of gave it to you, but really didn't. Like thirty thirty Death War. You know, they they pretend to have something of a dynamic economy, but they really don't. It's basically just I found shit. I'm gonna sell it. You know, but they do a better job of making it feel like it matters, which is why I think it's better than. Yeah,
1: it's a a cinematic economy rather than a simulated,
0: which is okay
1: Mm -hmm. as long as it's good enough, you know, because those things can say, hey, you know what? The player's getting bored. Let's do something interesting.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah, I mean, for for this part of the list, it's not necessarily that the games are bad
0: because they're not. No, they just. They could have been better. Like you saw potential in them, is what what I put on this list. Like they they had promise, and it's like it just could have been just just a little more work, and they could have felt much more meaningful. You know,
2: I mean, like it they- could also be that the the dynamic economy or the economy that we're looking at might have just been out of the scope of the game. Yeah, that's true. Of that of that particular instance.
0: That's true. Um yeah, like Star Wolves and Terminus had the same problems. Like they they kind of gave you the illusion that the economy, like buying and selling and trading actually mattered. Um but it kind of didn't. But the games with lacking economies, I put those there because they had no pretense that the economy was only there for you to sell shit you found. You know, that was the only reason it was there, you know, to sell loot you found of killing other people or whatever, you yeah. know. Like Freelancer. I remember when that thing was like proposed, and it was like big dynamic economy, you know, buy, sell, blah, blah. blah. And commodities, and the final game had commodities, but they meant nothing. (laughs) Like absolutely nothing. Same with Privateer. Same with Privateer. Like the economy, the commodities in that game meant absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, it was basically like what's going to sell for a lot there? What can I haul before? You know, it's it's basically finite supply, right? So I can haul a lot of this, like furs or luxury goods or whatever, until they run dry, and then while that just dried up, now I got to haul the cheaper stuff or move on.
0: I don't even know if they do. I don't even know if they go that far. To be honest with you, like freelancer, oh, you can never dry it up for sure. Fre- freelancer never went that far. Freelancer didn't give a shit. No, but
1: privateer, <laughs>
0: it's yeah, like a little that, bit that
1: first. Trying to get out of the first system if you don't want to do a lot of combat missions, it's like, yeah, there's one place that sells furs and luxury foods, That's and then there's true. an agro world that wants it. You just back and forth, back and forth, and hope to God the pirates don't get you.
0: That's true. That's a good point.
1: You save um, scum a lot.
0: Yeah, but the other, it's like
1: at that yeah. point you don't have a gun, right? I mean, well, you do, but it's a shitty gun. You might as well not you have, you
0: have one. You have one crappy gun. You have just one, like barely laser yeah. thing that's really <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yak says in privateer you run trade at agriculture to mining and yeah you could do that ad nauseum you know you could do that forever didn't matter you know yeah, matter but they at all. only
1: have so many of the thing that i guess the trading they run out
0: that's that's why i included rebel galaxy in this part of the list because it felt like the same thing as privateer and freelancer yeah, Rebel
1: it, it, Galaxy had excellent presentation of it, though, because they yeah. actually had graphs for the economy. It was oh, like, so hey, does
0: Rebel... Sorry, I was going to say Rebel Galaxy Outlaw does, too. And I'm not entirely sure, but I think it matters a little more in Rebel Galaxy Outlaw than it did in Rebel Galaxy. So, oh, cool. yeah, it'll actually kind of matter where you sell the stuff you find, because <laughs> some stations will buy stuff at better prices. So that's a step in the right direction, you know? Like, one station really wants that grill whiskey you just looted from that guy you killed. Whereas the station, you mu- the closest station, like, we don't care. We'll buy it for a couple hundred credits. Whatever. You know? <laughs> so you can actually, like, dock at a station, look that you have grilled whiskey, and like, oh, this station wants a lot of it. I'm going to fly over there to sell it. Um, but it's not Great. But it's not the purpose of the game. It, either. Yeah,
1: it ain't so. the focal of the game no, either. So.
0: No, I mean there is one of the bet my favorite ship in the game is like a ship with a huge cargo bay that like clearly is meant to be a trader, but like I just love that ship because I can like kill and loot as the day is long and not have to fly away and leave stuff behind.
1: <laughs> More games need <mean clears throat> what uh I War two had where it's just, oh, like, the guy. Hey, you just call your buddy. Bring, yeah, the guy, guy shows with, up the loot with
0: your cargo with his cargo sled, and it's just like, here, put the pellets on exactly. this. Just take that shit. <laughs> Same with yeah, um, more the Nebraska. Ga- yeah, uh, that game got so much right once you got past the horrible tutorial. That game got so much right. <laughs> like one of the hardest missions in the game was like the last mission of the tutorial, if you recall.
1: The one where you have to sneak past the Yes, ship. So, yes. Yes, fuck that mission. I had to
0: fucking cheat for that one. I was like, I'm tired of this. I just cheated and just left. Just did it and yeah, left. Yeah, I've, and-
1: I've done it, but... Oh, God. <clears throat> the, you know, the, so there's a mod out that lets you skip all that bullshit.
0: I oh, mean, is there? So oh, God. that's great. Yes. That's perfect. I've been trying to find the guy who did the Independence War games to bring them on. bring him on, because I would love to talk about both those games, but he is... Finding people who did those older games are, is hard, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, but that's all the games in the list, uh, which is fine because I'm running out of Steam because I'm not feeling so great. Um, so we should probably start. The Steam's up. on sale right now, oh, so you should God. tank up. Yeah, friends, the Steam sale is going on right now, and there are a lot of good bargains, like we talked about, like Sp- Space Rangers HD. Unending Galaxy... Oh, God, what are some other ones? Star Star Traders. Star Traders. Starport Gemini Warlords, the complete DLC package for $16, is a disgusting bargain if you don't have any of it. And it's one of those bundles where they uh, scale it based on what you do or don't have already. So, like, you could still get a good deal if you have, like, one of the DLCs or just the base game, for example. So... That's probably one of the best deals of the sale going right now. Besides, of course, Space Rangers is like Starpoint Gemini Warlords at like a disgustingly low price. Um, I'm
2: a huge fan of its uh, Cycle of War DLC.
0: <laughs> oh God, that was That's fun. the
2: one that lets you play as a pirate start and <laughs> you can't you can't buy ships. So you have to board and capture them in order to add them to your fleet. Or you go and liberate prisoners from the uh, the orbital prisons and then they add a bunch of little ships to your fleet
0: right uh, yeah I have not done that yet because I'm still working my way through the campaign uh, I want to finish yeah, first yeah it's
2: not one of those you want to start with you, you actually have to play oh, the campaign no. first or you should play the campaign first that's what you that play
1: an alien too right yeah that that's, one lets you play
2: yes, the other, that's the other start in there where every faction is hostile to you you can board ships, but you can't capture them because your goal is genocide.
0: Uh, Yak, Yak says, I hope Starport Gemini 3 will not have the terrib- terrible English voiceovers. Dude, that's just part and parcel with Eastern European games. I mean, if you're not used to that by now, go back and play either Star Wolves or go watch the videos of the game I played this week, Tar Chronicles. Some of the worst voice acting I have ever heard. Oh,
1: wait. Wait till you get to dark light. Oh, that's next week. That's light. next so week.
0: Dark Horizon. I'm playing that next dark Horizon, week. Already yeah. made. Already oh, made sure God, it works. The
1: voiceovers are even Oh God! Worse. It's like not, watch not a only couple the- episodes of Lex and then play that game, and then not only like, the voiceovers, oh, but
0: that game is just one of the most batshit space games like ever. I'm well, it,
1: it, like the plot, right? And yeah, it's it's not it's not just the voiceover, but the dialogue because it's like somebody ran it through Google Translate from English to Chinese to German and then back to English, and then they say it, like, with conviction.
0: Oh, and, and it's
1: like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm excited. But
0: I'm excited. Oh,
1: God, it's good, just for that reason, because the, vo- the dialogue just makes no sense, and yet but, some kind of sense.
0: Another great one for horrible voice acting is The Precursors. That is That game has terrible, terrible voice acting. Uh, But that's, again, part and parcel with these Eastern European games where they just, you know, get these voice actors who can do English, (laughs) I guess. Um, But, yeah, that's why games like Space Rangers is great because they don't even bother trying. Just all text. I'm fine with that. Don't even bother. So, folks, we're going to wrap it up. Just a couple quick things. Uh, There is no LAN party this week because Thursday is July 4th and here in the States that's a holiday. So I'm going to at least be at my in-law's house. So, yeah, no um, no LAN party this week. Um, <clears throat> next week on the podcast, we are going to talk about post-release support in video games, uh, in space games especially. Because, like, I don't know if any of you have played the Warhammer 40K uh, Inquisitor ARPG, but they just released a massive 2.0 patch that makes the game... A thousand times better than it was before this patch. Oh, really? Oh, god! It's an it was, actual I, like people.
1: People that were quitting out were it was like the grind was killing people. So oh, it's so much better now. It's,
0: so, it's, so it up, it's it's just a leveling system. It's just a leveling system now. Like yeah, no, it's just a leveling system now. You could you can actually check your inventory while on a mission. Uh, things are much more streamlined. It's much faster. the The graphics are much more uh, optimized. And um yeah. Is there a changed. DLC
1: for this thing as well? There
0: are like, DLCs that add more? No, I mean you don't have to get into the DLC. Most of them adds either little mini campaigns that they call priority assignments or aesthetic things like burning feet. You know. Um you don't really need the DLC. Um because the game has uh at least one major campaign, uh one minor campaign. Um random missions out the ass, and uh, co-op and PvP and all that, Uh, it's gotten, with its patch, it's just gotten so much... It's actually a valid, good ARPG now. Like, it feels like a Oh, cool. It was a little
1: bit clunky before. Yeah, it's it's
0: still on the slower... It's still on the slower, more deliberate side of an ARPG. It's not, like, fast like Diablo. But, like, you're going to be killing guys fast with your weapons. I prefer
1: deliberate. I just don't like... You know, oh, it's, it feels like my guy has three three cells worth of an animation.
0: No, no, it's much better now. It's much, much better now. It runs so much more smoothly and it it actually feels like a valid ARPG. Whereas before okay. like, I'll, I I'll have pick fun it with up. it. Yeah, it's worth picking up. It's definitely worth picking up. And you could actually, I think, play the well, campaign in co-op now. Yeah.
1: It's unfortunate yeah. the the chaos uh whatever the the Warhammer fantasy. Diablo that they made.
0: Oh, apparently um, it didn't do well. It feels apparently. like a
1: mobile game.
0: Oh, well, it no. just feels like a mobile
1: game. It's not oh. bad. It just really feels like you're playing it on a tablet. I, oh. I don't know why. It's it's just kind of it yeah. it, it just feels pain. kinda like thick. Yeah. You know how like tablet things just feel a little bit like uh upscaled UI and just kinda thick, you know? Yeah. And that's kinda how this feels it is it is just like it's it's it feels very simple and uh, like big easy to click on, you know, or something. Like if they put it on tablets tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense
2: because right. it's
1: already got that feel. Oh, just wanted
2: to mention. Uh, I just, uh, just looked it up, and Inquisitor Martyr is currently eighty-one percent positive for the recent reviews.
0: Yeah, it, it had uh, huge... five
2: hundred and five user reviews in the last thirty days are positive. Mm-hmm. So
0: is that package is patch it, like, 25 in- bucks? Yeah, it's, like,
2: 25,
0: uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's then the DLC's on sale, too. Or yeah. most of it is.
0: Yeah, you don't have... Again, the DLC is not necessary unless you really love the game and want more pri- ra- priority assignments or anything because you make choices, and the choices affect the missions you go on and the success of the overall mini-campaign, and then you get loot and money based on how well you did. They're really neat little mini-campaigns. Um... So if you really like the game, those are worth getting. I didn't get I don't have any of the cosmetic stuff cuz I don't care. But uh that got that got me to thinking like what are some space games that have gotten like Star Traders for example. That game has gotten astounding post-release support. So we'll definitely be talking about that. Yep. So and we're not talking mods or anything. We're talking like DLC, we're talking patches, we're talking you know developers that were dedicated to not like, like my game isn't done yet, you know? I just got to keep adding to it. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. And then next week on the land party, we will... If we're feeling up to it, if we're feeling better, uh, we'll be playing uh, Watch Dogs 2, which is what we were going to be playing last week, but just wasn't feeling good. Um. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, so much for listening and watching. And don't forget, we have a Patreon. Uh, if you haven't donated, just $1 will do. But, like, if you want to actually help create content for the channel. We actually have a couple of tiers where you can do that. We also have a Teespring shirt site thing. Um, You can find links to all this at spacegamejunkie.com, which is our main hub thing. Uh, But yeah, I want to thank you all for listening and for watching and for all my fellow American friends have a fun and safe July 4th holiday weekend and uh, we will see you all next week. Have a great one folks. Good night.